Hello, everyone, and welcome to an extra podcast. Uh, my name is Crystal Taves. I'm going to be hosting the podcast today. We are going to talk about serving at Northview, and I have a couple of guests with me here, so I'm going to get them to introduce themselves. Darcy, why don't you start off? I am Darcy Kuhn, and I'm the pastor community here at Northview. I've been at Northview for 26 years, actually, in various roles. He is our senior statesman. Well, no, that'd be Ron. He's the senior and Vic, but, um, and it's, yeah, it's been great to be here all these years. Uh, my family basically grew up here. Uh, I have uh, my oldest son, Brendan, is married to Alicia and we have a grandchild, Bennett, mm-hmm. which has been going in the nursery lately. And Excellent. so I have some things to talk to Dwight about. Uh, no, he loves it. And my younger son, Tyler, is uh, just moved out actually a couple mm. weekends ago and uh, is going to uh, get his nursing degree. There we go. Jonathan, cool. tell us a bit about yourself. I'm Jonathan. I'm a pastor of worship at Northview, and um, I think I've been here... When I first got here, I was an intern. That was 2012, and Darcy was in charge of the intern program. So I'm a little nervous to be sitting right beside him because Your I feel like boss. he's judging me right yeah, now. Yeah, we kind of let anybody in at that point. Oh. We're way oh, more picky now. That's good to know. Yeah. Okay, well, I feel even worse now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been here for about six years now. Uh, my internship started six years ago, 2012, I think. That is six years, right? Yeah, yeah, it okay. is 2018. Something H minus two is six. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, yeah, I have two kids. I have a wife, obviously. Uh, Brianna, she's we've been married for seven years, and two kids. Uh, my little guy's Eli. He's just over three, and then Maisie's one. Neither of them are working, although they'll convince you that they are. They keep you working hard. They keep us working. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I didn't yeah. mention my wife, Jody. Oh, you didn't? Didn't? No. I don't think no, I did. So thanks for that. Cheers. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm married to Jody. Yeah, yeah. We both look great right now. Yeah. <laughs> Our wives, when they listen to this, are going to be like, what is wrong with them? Yeah. Dwight. All right, Dwight. This is T-Ball. What's yeah. first? T-Ball. No, that's nice. You're married. Oh. You're married. Married. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Got it. No, um, I'm Dwight. I'm uh, the... <laughs> The husband of Amanda. <laughs> the husband of Amanda, that is true. Uh, and uh, the, the children's pastor here at North, we've been, been on staff for the last year. Um, so it's been yeah, pretty cool. You have a couple kids? Three of them, I think. Yes. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Man, we are sure. nailing We're, this. I know. This is going so well. I love you, Amanda. Um, we've got uh, Mike, who's six, Aaliyah, who's four, and uh, Nora, who's uh, just one. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Cool. So we are going to talk about the topic of serving at Northview because all of you guys recruit volunteers in different ways and all of you have different levels of whining that you hear and that I hear from people who say, I want to serve at Northview, but why do I have to fill out application forms and do criminal record checks and blah, 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 all these hoops that we have to jump through. And so we wanted to talk about um, just kind of the biblical mandate for service, why we even encourage people to serve, and then what some of the reason is behind some of these, because we want you to push through some of those maybe difficult things at the outset, because the value is just so worth it to actually be involved here in community and to serve the Lord this way. So that's our goal for the next half an hour or so. So framework for serving, why is this even a topic worth discussing? Darcy, I'll pass that to you. Why do we encourage people to serve at church? Well, if you come to our membership classes, you'll hear that um, as members, there's a lot of things that uh, we expect you to be in terms of, you know, your life with Christ. But in terms of doing, we want you to attend a weekend service. We think that's important if you come to Northview to actually <laughs> attend here, come to church, yeah. uh, and be in a community group uh, so you can get to know a smaller group of people and be discipled together. And then also serve is one of the key things that we say, you know, if you're going to be part of this body, if you're going to attend here come serve, come help us out, come serve the body. Yeah. So that's part of your kind of discipleship strategy for people, right? It As really is, As they enter yes. the membership 
process. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of a biblical mandate then, what would you, if people come to you and say, why is it important that I serve as a Christian? How would you encourage them scripturally or what foundation do you have to kind of base that on? Uh, I mean, there's obviously a number, but one for me is Mark 10, 45, that says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And we're supposed to emulate what, what Jesus does, and he served. And yeah. so we are to be servants. And what do servants do? They serve other people. Yeah. And so we just really want to encourage everybody that's part of this body, let's serve one another. Yeah. So just as a quick, before I go into Jonathan, when you talk about service at... In the membership classes, do you mean specifically at Northview, or do you mean service in general, kind of serving the king wherever you are? Wherever what, what you it may be. Yeah. And, and sometimes for a lot of people, the easiest place is, is probably at Northview. Yeah. But yeah, if you're a baseball coach, serve, serve the Lord that way and reach out to the, the families that are involved. If you're, you know, if you're coaching or if you're part of a pack or, you, you know, whatever you're involved in, uh, use that as a platform to, to share Christ. Yeah. And to build relationships, yeah, encourage totally. people to come to church and yep. yeah, share the gospel with them. Invite. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Jonathan, what would you say in terms of that biblical mandate? Yeah, I think there's a number of places you can go, but um, for us, a big one is Ephesians four. Um, basically, just the 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 reality that we have been called as a community to edify one another. So I'll read a little bit here. This is Ephesians four. I'll start in eleven. I'll kind of skip around here, but. Uh, Christ gave uh, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers, so us, why? To equip his people for works of service, mm -hmm. so that the body of Christ may be built up uh, until we have all reached unity in the faith. So, uh, and then I'll keep going actually here. Uh, so speaking of Christ, uh, from him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So I think that's pretty self-explanatory. We've been called to be a part of this edification process in one another. Uh, and so let's do that. And if there, I mean, the, the language is, is pretty self-explanatory, I think. Uh, building each other up, works of service. So yeah, trying to find ways to do that. I think Darcy, you hit it right on. I don't think that necessarily needs to happen within church walls. Uh, but I think that there's obviously a really easy way to get people involved in edifying one another when you're meeting together as a family. Like this is, that's prime time. Let's do it. Let's find ways to edify one another using our gifts, right? So that's probably our, the passage I go to the most, yeah. I think. Okay. Dwight, how about you? You know, I kind of, <clears throat> I'm kind of lean in on, uh, on first Peter four. Uh, you know, it's, it's a great little verse that you pick it up in, in, uh, verse nine, or even verse 10 says, you know, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's grace. You know, and again, whoever speaks, speaks your oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that everything uh, and everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. And again, you know, and it's kind of like Darcy, Darcy talked about, Christ gave us this example. And, you know, what, what are we to do with it? Well, we're to follow his example, you know, and we're to follow his example through the, you know, he's already given us those gifts. So then go out and do, and, you know, for me, like I, I've got three kids, um, I love Amanda and I. Like we, you know, we're we're plugged in here, and, and we we do it because we want to be able to give our kids an example to follow. Because if we're not showing them what service looks like in the church, no one's going to do that. And you know, we've developed I've developed a class uh, for parents called you know Mission and Service as a Family. What does it mean and look like to serve as a family? How do you do that again? And, and again, 
picking off of what Darcy said, not necessarily even serving in the church, but how do we serve as a family in our community? Then, you know, you bring that back to the local church. And so it's just mom and dad, you start this in the home and then, you know, you have this, there's just these generations of kids like, well, I, I saw my parents doing that. So mm-hmm. I have a responsibility to serve the body and so this is just what yeah. we do, right? This, yeah, this, yeah, that's what we do. Like, I literally, Amanda has that mandate. Like her, her, she saw her grandparents serving. She saw her parents yeah. serving, and now her and her three sisters—they're all plugged into her church, and they're all yeah. serving. And so it's just like, parents, why would you want to pass that opportunity up? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. It's like serving builds a culture of serving. Right. Yeah. Mm. I love, um, like, if you look at Exodus 19, um, it's, it talks about, like, it's where God has just brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, right? And he's brought them to Mount Sinai. And he says, I've carried you here on eagle's wings so that you can be my treasured possession. And then, so he talks about them being blessed, but then it talks about so that you can be a royal priesthood and a holy nation. And this idea that his people were to kind of mediate God's presence to the rest of the world. It mm-hmm. wasn't just for themselves, but to be, they were supposed to be royal priests for the world that was watching them and seeing who they were and interacting with them. And I think that mandate then is picked up by first by Peter in First Peter 2, where he talks about the church being that royal priesthood and that holy nation. And so it's that idea that as we serve the world, uh, we're kind of making God known to them yeah. in mm-hmm. the ways that we interact with them. Yeah. And so I think that's a great picture to keep in mind too. Uh, service can be a witness to the watching world. Um, Ephesians 2 talks about the fact that we've been saved by grace, not by our works, but so that we can do good works. Right. So that's definitely part of that Christian picture. You don't just kind of get salvation and then stay in your little bubble. It's in order to serve the world, right? Mm-hmm. True faith is acted out in works, like we in the whole book of James yeah, talks totally. about. So, what, what do you say to people, though, that would come and say, look, I, like, I'd like to serve, but I don't really know what I'm good at. I don't really know if I'm needed. I don't really know if anybody would, you know, would want me. I don't know my place. Yeah. Like, what do you do with that? Well, what do you do? Well, I tell them, look at um, 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, now you're the body of Christ and each one of you has a part of it. Yeah. I mean, that's right in the Bible. That's very clear. We each have a part. So I would sit down with them and go, okay, what do you like? What exactly. do you like what do you doing? Like what are your do? passions? Yeah. Yeah. What are you good at? Yeah. What are you not good at? And let's let's try to find a way. And I guarantee you there is somewhere in Northview that that you'll be able to serve. Yeah. Uh, there is so many different and varied opportunities. We'll, we'll get you involved somewhere. So the, yeah, very private behind the scenes, like kitchen or coffee making or whatever, up to the speaking and teaching, if that's your gift, and if you have the training. and Well, yeah. and I love the, the, well, men and women that come to help your department, Dwight, to cut out stuff to get ready for the weekend. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, Super nobody practical. ever yes. knows yep. that they're there except for us on staff because they're sitting in our office. Nobody else in the church likely knows they're doing this. No, I mean, and here they are. They can't be in a classroom. They're probably, you know, the, their classroom days are over, but they still find a responsibility. They still think, you know, I have something to give to this community. Yeah. And, and they come on a Wednesday morning and they chat with other people as they cut they out stuff. It, and yeah. it's a community it's like time for them. And... Your skill set requires, like, the ability to use scissors right. and glue. It's like... Pretty well, sure you know most of us can do that. It's yeah. because they want to serve. Yeah, it right? is. Yeah. Right? They just they want to serve the kids, and this is the way they can do it. And I just yeah. think that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and yeah. I love that's it. That's it. We have a guy that comes uh, whenever I think our facility guy calls him to cut the grass in the yeah. back. Yeah. And he just, he absolutely loves to do it. He brings his son now, and they're both out there cutting the grass, and that's just his way to serve. Again, nobody knows who, who it is, right? But yet he just does it whenever it's needed. It's so awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, serving is great at building that kind of feeling of community and relationships. Mm. As you serve alongside one another, you just get to know them in a whole different way that you wouldn't just sitting beside them at church. Totally. So uh, I think of people that have gone on missions trips or served in different things, even serving the kitchen as you're making a pizza or whatever, you talk about life with different people. Right. And so it's huge in terms of that building that church community feel too. You watch a team serve that's been serving together for yeah. a little while. Yeah. They are having so much fun. You go in the green room in between worship sets when, when Jonathan's crew yeah. is in there. And and those teams are having so much fun together. Some have been together for years, yep. others not so much or new to it. Yep. And yet you're all part of this community all of a sudden. And so we talk about Northview being so big, it's easy to get lost. And you can enter this building and sit down and nobody ever talk to you. Now, we'll try to make sure that doesn't, doesn't happen, happen but if we have enough greeters and ushers. <laughs> need which, more, but, more of <laughs> Which we yeah. need more of. <laughs> but, it, but it could happen. But you get on a, a team to serve or, you yeah, you, you become part of a community, community group. All of a sudden, you're with a smaller group that know you and love you. And you really feel like, okay, this place isn't so big anymore because I know some people. And that becomes your people that you can ask for prayer on certain things or that'll stand alongside you when things go haywire in your life or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. totally. So in terms of personal reflection, when you think back on your own life, uh, what benefits have you personally experienced from serving? What kind of perks are there that we can kind of hold those carrots out there for people? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, I'll go first. For me, I mean, there's something really unique about playing music with other people and making music and the nature of being in a band and uh, how, yeah, just musically when you're in a band, everyone has a part they're playing Hmm. and it's all going one direction and we're all doing this together and every part is unique and different and important. And Hmm. there's just a level of, yeah, there's just a level of synergy and and, and stuff that comes from that. It's, it's a very unique experience. And it, I mean, some of my best friends, ever have been people I've been in a band with at some point or served on a worship team with some of my, uh, my closest mentors have been fellow worship leaders, people I've got to be on their team and witness or have them on my team in, in some capacity and vice versa. Like having younger people on my team who I can invest in that way. I think it's a really, um, I'm going to say organic, but like just a natural way to, to, yeah, to grow in those relationships and, yeah, and and sometimes people not even like you wouldn't even necessarily expect to be really good friends with. You end up on a team together, and it's yeah, develop some commonalities. Yeah. It's so how really old unique. were you when you started serving? Oh man, uh, I was probably like thirteen, and I was at a smaller church, and they had no bass player, and I was taking some guitar lessons, and my guitar teacher happened to be the guy leading worship. Huh. He's like, "Hey, bass is like one note Jump at in. a time. Yeah. You want to play?" And I was like, "Sure." <laughs> And yeah, one thing led to another. Eventually I started leading in that same context and what, 15 years later, here I am. 15 years later, you're strumming and jumping. And well. (laughs) Together, coordinated. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you listen back to the, no. It's a little, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. (laughs) But that's fun when you think of the fact that now you're mentoring like kids band people, right? And like youth band and these kids are growing up learning how to do that. And you can picture yourself back there. Oh yeah. Oh, I like, and I remember what it was like first time leading a a service. And now I get to walk with, you know, a young leader and be like, Hey, so this is your first time leading a a service and you're going to be super nervous, but pretend like you're not. And I remember those butterflies and yeah, it's just, yeah, you just get a, it's a really unique way to connect with people and build relationships. Yeah. Darcy, how about you? What are your personal experiences with serving? I, 
I mean, what I love about serving is I love watching um, the joy it can bring to other people in, in what I'm doing. We just had to cancel this last kickoff, yeah. which was unfortunate because yeah. of the rain. But I, I was thinking back to the other ones we do and go, why in the world do we put all that effort in? And, you know, the interns and I are setting up the Friday before we spend all day and then all day Sunday we're working. Then we got to clean up after. It's a lot of work and heavy work. And yet... You know, you're giving a kid a snow cone, and they're so excited to get a snow that cone. Snow you're watching cone the, the like kids in the bouncies. You're seeing sweet you're, ice. Well, I don't yeah. even know what the peel is. But <laughs> you're, you're seeing these older adults out on the trikes racing yeah. around, and, yeah. and, and and you just see this the joy that's out there, and you see people gathered in groups that are talking and laughing together, and I just. I get a Makes huge it worth it kick out you. of that. Yeah, yeah, it's just all that effort's like, oh, that's awesome. We used to do something when I was the high school pastor here. We used to do a beach party in what is now Center Court. We'd bring <laughs> in a dump truck load of sand yeah. and fill hot tubs up with hot water. We had a swimming pool in there and like crazy. <laughs> you and a cool youth pastor. It would take us forever to get this done. I'd actually stay up all night with a hot water hose to fill up the pool with hot water because it kept draining the, the hot water tank. So I have to wait for it to fill up, fill up the pool again. But I tell you, when our, our high schoolers got in there and just the joy and the fun and seeing our leaders interact with them and new kids coming out to like, this, I've never seen this before in a church. This is great. It was it was just such a great time. So I re- that really gets me going for sure. Yeah. How about you, Dwight? For me, it's being able to see the growth in someone mm-hmm. from, you know, day one where they volunteer to day 99. And I've had a few of those when I was in Airdrie. I just kind of go and pluck people on the shoulders like, you're going to come and help me. And they'd begrudgingly go and help. But then, you know, from September to December, that's a different person because now they have a community. Someone knows me. The kids, when they see them around, you know, the community or in the church, they, it's like, hey, you're my teacher. And, you know, how that just infuses them with confidence. Mm-hmm. And so it, for me, it's just being able to in the investment piece in yeah. in somebody else is just like someone saw something in me, which is why I sit here today. And so I'm just like, okay, who can I go now and, and invest and take a chance on? It's like, no, you you can come hang out with some you know some people, and you will figure out your gifts, your talents, who you are through the serving bit. Yeah, which is exactly kind of answering what Darcy asked earlier. Like, if someone says, I don't know what to do. I'd say start somewhere, and yeah. then you see sooner or later what you don't, what you like, what you don't like, what you're gifted at, what you're not gifted yeah, at. Exactly. I know for me, like the reason I'm here in this role as past, women's pastor is because you know, 15, 20 years ago when my kids were little, I was at a at a women's Bible study, and someone asked, "Would you mind? Would you think about leading one of these groups one time?" And then giving me that opportunity. Oh, well, I don't know, and thinking about it and stepping into that, and then realizing. I actually love doing this. Mm-hmm. And then to actually get paid for doing something you love, like that's crazy. How does that ever happen? <laughs> totally, yeah. And so, but it was a matter of me first stepping out for about 10 years in a volunteer role um, until it morphed into something else. So it's, uh, it gives you that opportunity to just try out what you're again and use your gifts. For my kids, it's been great. They have, as a plug here for Dwight and for kids ministry and, and day camps, like that has been a huge thing for them. They volunteered for years in day camps and they've built community with friends, peers, their own people that they're serving with, and they feel so connected to the church because, mm-hmm. like, my daughter Jess this last weekend was in church and all these little kids running up to her and, you know, talking to her about stuff, and she just said it just filled me up because it was mm-hmm. just so fun to have totally. these kids that love you, right, and that you're invested in, and so it's given them ideas of what they want to do with their lives and ministry and That's how they want to cool. serve, and so it's just shaped who they are. I think you said a key thing there that you tried it first just to see what it would be like, and I think... Yeah. 
uh, I'm not sure how it works in your department, Jonathan, but <laughs> you know, to like, you, you want to see what it's like working at the info booth or being a greeter or being an usher, like come alongside, try it out for a little bit and just see what it's like. You know, when you buy a car, you try out a bunch of cars to see which one you like yeah. and which one fits you best. And, and I'd say same thing for a lot of our ministries. There's some maybe that that doesn't quite work, but come try it out. Obviously, talk to us first, and right. we'll get you up, up in the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just just run on stage yourself. with a stick yeah. and a tambourine. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm oh, preaching this week. Yeah. Uh, take over from Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> so what are those tensions? We're, we're encouraging people to serve, but I know that all of us in our ministry areas have tensions that we kind of face when someone comes to us, um, like whether they have the skills or qualifications, or like what's that polarizing tensions that you kind of try to f- um, meet when you're recruiting volunteers? Do you know what I mean by that? Well, we need people, but we need the right people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we get the right people? Yeah. It's not just any warm body. No. Not everyone that says, I love kids, is actually qualified to work with kids. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so we have to, like, we just do a ton of work on the back end to make sure that this person has handed an application, they're actually qualified in a safe way to work with kids. And yeah. so just because you like working with kids doesn't mean we're actually going to let you in a classroom with kids. So if you love kids, you could end up cutting out the stuff for their crafts. And that's another way to serve the kids and love the kids, right? Where you don't actually have to work with them. You can work behind the scenes, and it's still serving the kids of Northview. Yeah. But on a Sunday morning, so if you have wait lists for kids ministry, and then you have people saying, well, why don't you just let anyone jump in and serve? What's your response to that? So, you know, (laughs) we like to say we, we have a safe, fun, and interactive zone And we take that safe word seriously. So why don't we just let anybody jump in there? Because we want to provide a safe environment for our kids. And we want our families to know when when you leave your kids with us, they're in a safe environment. And so, you know, why don't we just let anybody in there? Because we want to screen the people that are going to look after the boys and girls that are going to be here on the weekend. And so, again, you love kids. Awesome. We need to make sure you're screened and to be able to be there with them. Yeah. Jonathan, what's the tensions that you face there? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I think ours is probably just the finding the, the balance between, well, I mean, we have needs in a number of different venues, weekends and stuff, in, and other ministries, not even just weekends. Uh, we have needs for, for people. And, and yeah, and then it's trying to find the balance between finding a person to fill a spot Versus making sure that the right person's in there, the person with, well, A, with the right ability, obviously, because I mean, going back to Ephesians 4, when it comes to the edification of the body, I think that, I guess our approach is that good music is edifying when really bad music is distracting. So making sure that we have like people with, you know, sufficient skills for the spot that they're in are there. I'm even thinking back on my life, like when I first started playing playing guitar, like I played in a small setting where it was super relaxed. Like if you would have thrown me in the main service here at Northview when I was 13, that would not have gone well, both for the congregation and for me. Like it just wouldn't have been right. It wouldn't have been good. So like finding the balance between between putting people in where we have needs and putting the right people in. And then the other part of it, especially with worship, anyone who's been involved in worship um, and being involved in like um, a ministry that has a little bit more of that that platform is just the heart piece as well. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, anyone who's served there knows it's it's a it can be a tough place to serve when it comes to your ego and your pride. Mm-hmm. So just making sure people are there for the for the right motivations too is yeah. uh, and that's always a hard one. Like how do you screen that? Like uh, yeah, I mean we can talk about that a little bit more when we go on here. But 
but yeah, that one's always been the, a tough balance for us and for myself. Yeah. Darcy. Man, I agree with all those and, and that all affects my department as well. And we need a lot of bodies because we're trying to have greeters at every door and two ushers at every aisle and trying to have info booth people for every service. And, and it's not easy, but, um, Again, it's just trying to find the people that have the the bent for that, but but really want to serve. Like they they their bent is I want to serve the congregation somehow, and then our job is okay. Where best can that happen? And so that tension of oh man, they really want to serve, and I need a person here. But, but I don't know if they're the right person. Yeah. They look or, mean and angry, <laughs> you need to and, and I just don't want them body. at the door. Or, yeah, yeah like, but a warm I, I don't want them just totally. holding open the door as people come in. Totally. I want them actually welcoming people. And and a real introvert is probably not going to be able to do that well. And an extrovert is just going to be that's going to be very natural. It'll be like, well, yeah, this is what I do all the time. And so, getting the right people in the right spot is is a big part of I think what we all do here. Yeah, and try to figure out. Yeah, I know a couple of years ago I was meeting with a woman who was trying to uh, put together a women's leadership team at her church. And she said, I went to the congregation and I picked all the women that had like leadership skills and I've asked mm. them to be part of my team. But there are people like who are in the business and like leadership kind of in a secular way, which is fine. But none of them had a real heart for God's word <laughs> or for like teaching. And so she was trying to get them to be Bible study leaders, but they weren't really, they didn't have a heart for teaching the Bible. They didn't really love the Bible. And so she was taking like a leadership skill and translating that into the church. I said, mm-hmm. what you first need to look for is hearts that are like wanting to serve God and want and love his church and want to read his word and teach it to others. And that's kind of your first priority. And then other, after that, some of the skill pieces can yeah. be developed. Anyone can learn. Well, we can a train lot a things. lot of those things. Yeah. yeah. And we can really help you out. Yeah. I know sometimes that's the thing with like elder boards and church leadership too. They'll go for the the big business leader in town, and they might be a super awesome on fire Christian too. But sometimes you think because someone's successful in business, we'll put them on our church board. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily That's not a mean qualification they have... for eldership. No, no. It doesn't necessarily mean they have a heart I mean, for God. It's not right? in Titus. No, it's no. not. No, I, I thought it was in Second Hesitations though. Oh, I, I read really? it there once. Yeah. Nice. yeah, Second Hesitations four, I believe. Yeah. Excellent. You're we'll on look a, it up. You're on apocrypha. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the Jonathan version. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> supplemental to the apocrypha. <laughs> so let's quickly talk through some of the things that we, some of the hoops we make people j- jump through when we do have them serve. Why do we have them serve uh, fill application yeah. forms? Who wants to go with that one? It helps us get to know them, yeah. see yeah. what they're interested in. It helps us even it, to know, you know, Jonathan may say, hey, Darcy, do you know this person? Uh, you've been around here a while. Do you know who they are? And give a bit of insight uh, that way. Um, just the sheer numbers of people that, that, we need or that even want to come serve we need an initial way to kind of funnel through it a little bit and then yeah go to the next part yeah totally and and like just on that like i think it's a little awkward sometimes but like northview is a big church and you may have been here a long time but that doesn't necessarily mean that darcy knows you and your skills and your your previous experience and stuff and it yet sometimes it's a little awkward and you you know you may have people who who are like very talented in a specific role and have served in that capacity before, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone knows you or that, you know, or it's not even just, you know, for, for our department, it's not even just me that needs to know this. I have, you know, we have Andrew and Johnny and all these other um, venue leaders who, who want to know your skill set, want to know your ability. So having something written out is really helpful for, just for, for letting other people know that you're, available in your, you know, yeah. some of your history, especially. Yeah. And with music, that's that's really important as well, just because it's like, 
I play guitar. It's like, well, what does that mean? How long have you played guitar? It, like, have you taken lessons? In what capacity have you played before? Because those things all will influence, yeah. you know. And then before you meet them, it helps you get to know them a bit. Right. Know what questions I want to pull ask, back yeah. a little bit. Before the application form, we have a serve card that we have available around the church. And yeah. so if people are interested in serving, that's the first thing to fill out. And that's an easy one. It's kind of just your name, email, what department you're interested in. And then we give that to that department and they get back to you, hopefully really quickly, and just start the process then. Yeah. So the initial step to get involved is super easy, super fast. Yeah. Uh, and, and then we just start going through it. Yeah. Criminal record checks. Why do we do that, Dwight? <laughs> Again, coming back to that safe word, we want to make sure that there, there, there hasn't been any sort of criminal activity in, in your past. And and honestly, if there is, if there has been, then we're not going to ask you to serve in kids, but maybe you can go serve in the kitchen. But we, again, we want to make sure because we're dealing with a vulnerable sector that the people in the classrooms have been vetted, not only by us as the pastors, but by the RCMP as well. Yeah. And again, the parents know that, okay, I, I can trust that person because the church has done their due diligence in making sure that this person is you know, allowed to be in the classroom. So that's why we do the criminal record checks, just making sure that there are no criminals in our classrooms. And like you said, we have I've had people come that have had a criminal record, something come up in their past, but it's been something that they've dealt with, sought reconciliation, whatever, but it's still good for us to know as a church. Yep. In case anyone would come up and say, did you know that so-and-so and we didn't know that, that would yep. be a, a bad situation. So it doesn't yeah. necessarily preclude somebody depending on how this all has been handled yep. and when it was handled and all those kind of things. Mm. Um, from serving, but it's a good thing for us to be aware of. Yeah, it's also, I, from my understanding, it's also part of our, our insurance. Right. Our uh, Northview's insurance, uh, our liability insurance requires that all volunteers, which is why that even worship team members need to have crim checks. It's not that they're dealing with the vulnerable, vulnerable sector, sector necessarily, uh, but it's part of our yeah. part of our insurance requirements. Because there have been some scandals in some churches somewhere. Allegedly. Sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Additions, Jonathan, why do you make people... Do the, all that embarrassing work and it's, come in. You know what? And part of, I, so I've done a lot of auditions in my life and I, I hate them in some ways because it feels like American Idol all over again. And it's like, <laughs> prove to me your abilities. And I'll be like, that was the worst audition. I, you know, it's kind of pitchy, dog. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, right, right. No, and you know what? I, I, and I try to say that right off the top that I, this is uncomfortable and no one likes doing it. I don't like being on the other end of them often. But they're, they're invaluable. Yeah. Honestly, again, I, I come back to like my own upbringing and there were seasons in my life where I wasn't ready for a specific role. But if I would have just said I'm a bass player and I would have got thrown on a stage, I would have crashed and burned and I probably would have quit, to be honest, just because mm-hmm. I was not at a place where I was ready for that. And so to be honest, the vast, the biggest reason why we do auditions is for the auditionee. Hmm. So we're not putting them in a role that hmm. they're not ready for. Right. Because that's not that's not what we want for you. Setting yeah. them up for success. Yeah, we want, exactly. We want to set you up in it for success. So I, I tell them our, my number one mandate in an audition is to figure out what your skill set is so that we can put you in a role that fits. Hmm. Um, and like, there's some really practical examples. So like I was Royal Conservatory trained on piano. So like, I played classical music. That's not the skill set we require from our piano players no. on our weekend services. We actually require something quite a bit simpler, but it's something that if you've been trained in Royal Conservatory, you may have no idea how to use a synthesizer. 
And that's good for us to know. And it's good for leaders to know. So when I assign you to be the piano player for, you know, Todd Wickens in East Abbotsford, because you go to East Abbotsford, he knows that you have no idea what a synth does. Yeah. And he doesn't have these expectations that, oh, now I need you to play the organ on the synth. And you're like, I says, what? <laughs> that's not in any of my Mozart charts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're really, honestly, the audition for us is really practical. Help them, help you yeah. place them. And yeah, yeah like on, on every level, even guitar, like, are you familiar with effects because you may have never used a pedal board but you're like a monster guitar player who's classically trained and can play anything but you've never used a delay pedal and a delay pedal isn't hard to use but if you've never used it before you're not gonna like you're not just gonna know yeah but that's really important for us to know yeah. so that we're putting you in and teaching you and the, training, the tools right? you need yeah yeah, yeah, training. yeah yeah so yeah they're awkward but I, they're invaluable like we wouldn't be able to run without them i don't think now, is there like a value of excellence that you guys have as well within worship yeah the auditions play into that yeah a little bit um i mean we Sorry, kind of I know. <laughs> we, we kind of we kind of work with people are where they're at so when you come and audition i don't expect you to have all of our values nailed out excellent but um yeah come where you're at so uh, your example of like you know try it out like if you're not sure if you have the skills to play on worship team come and audition i won't be mean i promise like we're really gracious or we try to be anyway. Like we're really gracious and it's like, listen, if you if this is something you really want to do, these are some skills you may need to work on and then come back. Like honestly, that's probably 30 to 40% of our auditions kind of end that in that space where it's like amazing piano player just didn't know that they needed to know how to do this. And this is what we expect, right? So yeah. And sometimes some of the other ministries can be good training grounds. Like I know oh, our yeah. women's Bible studies, like we have people come and they'll totally. kind of learn more leading and learn yeah. more teaching as they Lead yeah. worship in women's Bible studies or a Sunday night service is a right. you know a much more relaxed venue, and so they can people that are kind of learning can yeah because that's the other there. thing like just just because you're auditioning doesn't mean that you're in the worship center the next weekend exactly like we have yeah. a, a ton of places where we can put you that are way lower pressure way lower you know expectations and nerves and stuff like that so so yeah it's uh it's just helpful for us to to put people in the right seats. Yeah. So one thing people might not know is we have a pastoral approval process here where anyone who does volunteer, we put their name on a spreadsheet and we just have to kind of check off whether or not we know this person as pastors because we don't want to have someone volunteering that's completely unknown to everybody. And so that's another check that we have. And sometimes there might be something we just want a person to know. Like if they're volunteering for kids ministry and I know this person, there might be something Dwight needs to know before they interview them. And so then it'll give us a check as pastors to kind of just just let them know that you might want to ask them about this or how that is going in their life or that kind of thing. So that's another thing. Theological questionnaires, Darcy, you make your community group leaders do that. Why? Uh, actually, that I'd have to ask Hank if we okay. actually do that. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure, so I don't want to pretend I know. But I do know our community group leaders have to be members. Yep. And so we talked about that earlier. And part of that is that we're on the same page theologically. Right. They're and signed off on our, our confession of faith. statement of faith, yeah. our confession of faith, we we agree on these things. Yeah. Um, and so that that's obviously very, very important for us. If you're going to lead a group, you're teaching what online. Northview believes. Yeah. 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 So if someone came to you and says, I've been a leader in such and such a ministry in my church, and I've now moved from Calgary, and I'm here, and I want to serve at Northview this week, what would you say to them? They're from Calgary? Yeah. Oh, no thanks. Go serve in children's <laughs> ministry. Oh, 
But if they're brand new, I'm saying if they're brand Airdrie? new. Yeah. Airdrie? Maybe. Uh, oh, from Airdrie. Sure. That's totally yeah. That's a good place. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think for me, I would say, hey, I, I'm, I mean, I'm glad you want to serve and you have these gifts and they've been affirmed in other places. Why don't you come here for a, a period of time? And I, and I, I don't know. I don't think we have an official set time, but maybe like six months. Like Just six months, yeah. Come and and find out what we're about. Like maybe you went on our webpage and you read all about us, but you you haven't been in a worship service. You you haven't heard and seen our our preachers, you know, yourself yeah. and live. And so come and find out who we are. Go to a, a Newton Northview a lunch that we have, and we have one coming up. October oh, promo. 14th. <laughs> Register ahead of time. And it's it, Jeff comes there and he talks all about who Northview is, our, our culture and our DNA, our vision, where we're going, and see if that resonates with you. It, it may not. And then that's okay. There's, there's lots of churches around. But mm-hmm. come to that. Come to our membership classes, which start October 3rd. We have three of them that uh, you have to be at all three classes. However, if you just want to audit them to see what we're about, just yeah. come for any one of the three. They're all different, though. Uh, but come up for that and, and find out what we're about. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I, I would tell people. Yeah. No, Take a break from serving. Yeah. Which is okay. And get to know us. Yeah. So we've we've kind of waived that exception sometimes when we have people like CBC students that are here and they need to do a year internship and they need to just plug in somewhere and then we've just you know maybe asked for a reference from their home church or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's but those are kind of one outliers. offs. Yeah. Because yeah. they're only going to be here for you eight know probably eight to ten months and and need need a place to serve, but. Even with that, you know, to get into CBC, they've done applying and gone through a bunch of hoops, and they'll still have to apply with us and, and go through interviews and everything we've talked about here. Yeah, yeah. So as we end off, um, character traits that we look for in leaders, uh, what are some of those? So I want to just say, just to start off this little last part, um, I think when we look through or when we hear people talk about serving at the church, often people will say, well, I don't know what my spiritual gifts are. But when you look in Scripture... It doesn't ever say we need this spiritual gift to do this and that spiritual gift to do that. It basically says if you want to serve, you need this type of a character, right? Mm-hmm. It talks about the character qualifications that people need. And so when you look at First uh, Timothy 3, 2 to 13, and Titus 1, 5 to 9, which are character mm-hmm. traits for elders and deacons, um, yeah, again, it doesn't say to be an elder, you need to be a gifted preacher or you need to be a gifted evangelist or a gifted whatever. It says you need to be living above reproach. You need to be faithful to your spouse. You need to be respectable and able to teach and not given to drunkenness and all these pieces. And so I think that's what I'd encourage people, first of all, to say, if you can get you serving anywhere, but we want to have people serving in our church who have the character of Christ. And not that you have to be perfect, obviously, but people who are willing to repent, who are willing to be convicted of sin and walk in alignment with Christ's teaching um, to the best of their ability as the Holy Spirit works in them. So I think character traits are what we look for more than specific gifting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what would be other things that you'd add? What are the pieces that you look for specifically as you look for volunteers? What are you wanting to highlight? Yeah. So for for us in worship, we actually just kind of reevaluated last year. We just reevaluated a little bit of like, what is it? What are our expectations of, of team members? And we came up with with two main themes with with three three words underneath them. So our attitude and ability are the two things, obviously under attitude, the three things we look for, we look for teachability. Mm. So people who are looking to improve all the time, who are never like I've reached it because no one has, <laughs> ever... I am awesome. Right. Right. Yeah. And even if you are, you won't be soon because music is always changing. Right. right. So people are always wanting to grow in their abilities. Uh, people who are selfless is number two. 
So people who there's no role that's beneath them hmm. that they're too good for or something or too qualified for or or overqualified for or whatever. And then the third one under attitude is just good teammates, that they're kind, that they're respectful, um, that yeah, just that they're yeah, just that they're they're good teammates because we want good teammates on the team. Yeah. Um, and under the ability thing, we look for three things as well. We look for people who are proficient, so people who are skilled. Yeah. We look for people who are knowledgeable uh, in music theory and. And, and creativity that they have the ability and the wherewithal to, you know, use their instruments or their voices. Um, and then thirdly, uh, I don't, we've put it under ability, but people who are engaging people who, who can lead people in worship. Cause it's, it's one of those things where it's like, we sing these songs and they're very, a lot of the words are very moving and, mo- and, and passionate. But if you're kind of stand up on the stage with a stoic face, that's not really leading people. Like we want you to encourage people to engage with what they're singing. Yeah. So that's another, we put it as an ability. I'm not sure it's an ability, but yeah. So those are the six things that you look for. Yeah. Yeah. Teachable, selfless teammates, proficient, knowledgeable, and engaging. Okay. Okay. He's all organized with his. Yeah. Yeah. We're organizing this. (laughs) I've just worked. You know, I I think one key thing is that they actually love this church. Yeah. they, they, They love Christ church, but they love Northview in particular, because uh, <laughs> to have somebody greeting at a door that really doesn't like our church, you know, and it's trying to <laughs> encourage people helpful. as they yeah. come in is, is going to be hard. Well. And, and I'm not sure people that don't love the church would really want to serve, but they got to love this place. And then be willing to submit to the authority of the church, the yeah. authority of the leaders, yeah, and, yeah. and be teachable and, and take correction when needed. Yeah. Um, if they don't have that kind of attitude, then it's going to be awfully hard to, to be able to work with them, especially if they, you know, step out of line a little bit, maybe accidentally, but to be able to correct them back and go, Hey, you know, need to watch this. And, uh, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Dwight, would you add anything to that? Yeah, I think for us, because so much of, you know, our frontline volunteers, it's interacting with people. Yeah. So we want to make sure that you can actually have a conversation, whether it's with a parent or a child, that it's. That's something comfortable for you to do. So again, can we talk? Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And again, yeah. we want to make sure like the teachable bit is there because we try to make sure that all, especially as it relates to our small and large group of teachers, that you can actually teach the Bible. Yeah. So that's you know that, that's important to us. And again, just the whole humility bit. Yeah. It's we are not CM. We are not the glamorous ministry. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, people want to serve in youth. They want to serve in, in worship before they want to serve in, in CM. But we want to make sure, you know, if you're there with us, it's yeah, you're doing it with a humble attitude because sometimes you might get a crayon in the face or other things. <laughs> and you know what? We happens would, on worship too. You know, you yeah, get people throwing yeah. at you all the time. <laughs> Good to know. But we want to make sure that, that like there's this humility in you as uh, as you serve. So. Serving in the nursery holding a baby isn't the best place to serve in the church? Come on. Come on. That's got to be the best place. People do like when to hug babies. When it's your own babies. grandchild. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. That's great. Well, Darcy, as we close here, would you mind praying for people in our church as they serve, mm-hmm. as they plug in, um, just praying for the ministries and for people's hearts? And for, for volunteers, for my ministry. Okay, specifically, yeah, oh, I was yeah. actually going to say, you know, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was going to give you an opportunity quickly. What What are the areas that you would need help in the next little bit? I think for us right away, um, yeah, 9 o'clock, we, we just have a ton of holes that we need um, to fill, whether it's in our grade school or in our Imagine, our special needs ministry, so we need some help there. And uh, Saturday night in our nursery, in our preschool okay. nursery area. Yeah. Um, 
so we need greeters. We'd love to have a greeter at every door that when people come, they just open the door and, and give a nice friendly hello as, as people come in. And again, I talked about ushers. We need more ushers for every service. Uh, we love to have people at the info booth that can answer questions. We get people and new people coming oh, to the info the booth all the yeah. time. Yeah. And we need to have we need to have that manned. We need to have people there because that's kind of the go-to for new people. So we want to make sure we have people there. Community group leaders and co-leaders and hosts, we, we always need more of those because we want to get more and more people into those groups. Yeah. Yeah. And from worship, I mean, we're always looking for more people, um, specifically with uh, East Abbotsford opening up. Uh, the new campus, we we found that we're a little bit thin on like bass and drums. Oh 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 oh! No Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> no no. Remember the audition? How yeah, did go well? That audition Remember that Darcy? Go. No. <laughs> no, and we're also looking for people behind the scenes. We're looking for tech people. Um, like the lyrics that are projected on the back wall, those all happen because someone's sitting behind a computer putting them up. So like we need people who are willing to do that. Um, ultimately, I think what you'll find is that in every ministry, we all have needs, and and that that saying is true the harvest is plentiful but the, but the workers, workers are few, few. <laughs> so if you uh if you are not working if you're not volunteering in some capacity i just yeah encourage, encourage you to do, you so. to do it get For plugged sure. in jump yeah. in you're not going to regret it yeah no, like you're going to find a community here do you, do you think that there are seasons though like for some sure. people like totally, they look at yeah. their life and just go i i don't have an extra hour in the week to be able to spend serving somewhere and I, I think that could be true, and maybe it's a time management issue, I don't know, but I think there are ebb and flows in our life, and, and so when the time comes when you have more time, man, jump in and jump in with both feet, and then if yeah. things come in your life, all of a sudden you're taking care of parents or that something, or things yeah. that happen, and you go, well, that's where I'm serving now, mm-hmm. and, and that's where I need to serve for the next while. Like. We're not going to come down on you for those kind of no. things for sure. Yeah, right. that was actually something I was going to say real quick to throw them in the last minute. Signing up to be on it, uh, serving anywhere is not a lifetime commitment. No. You are here no. till you die. <laughs> like, honestly, I, people have this fear. Like, if I come on audition, never does that mean out. I'm here yeah. every Sunday for the rest of my life? It's like, no. Like, that can change, like, in five minutes if something else comes up. And it's like, hey, I know I said I could serve this way, but I don't think I'm going to be able to. Hey, that's cool. Like, we just want you to serve. We don't care where, how. I mean, yeah, we'd love it to be with us. But, like, yeah, it's not a lifetime commitment that you're stuck with forever. Okay. Although I'm willing to drum forever. Well, I will keep that in mind, Darcy. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Appreciate it. Okay, why don't you pray for us, Darcy? You bet. Uh, Father, we're so grateful for uh, this opportunity just to be able to share together and and hopefully... uh, yeah, help help others understand what it takes to serve here at Northview. And Father, we thank you for your church, and thank you that you love your church, and not talking Northview, but talking your church universally, mm-hmm. but uh, you also love our church here, our specific church of Northview. And Father, um, I pray that you would motivate each of us to just look at how we can be part of this body, how we can serve one another and and serve you by doing that. So, Father, lead us to those places that would be good for us to grow and serve in. And, Father, uh, we just look forward to an absolutely great year of ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us.